Trivia Podcast Edition. I'm Michael Cole, and with us this week we have our fearless director, Stephen Windyman Rodriguez. It's so good to be back. You know, I consider myself the official co-host of Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. <laughs> you can think that if you want. I can think anything. I run the joint. Yeah, it's true. You do. Um, but yeah, we haven't had you on for a while. I don't know how many episodes, but we've kind of done the rotation through all the uh, RFN guys, so... So you're stuck with me now, is that it? I'm I'm stuck with you now. Thanks a lot. (laughs) But uh, we have an interesting lineup. Um, Stephen helped me pick some of the games, so... Or at least one of the games, I guess. One or or two of them I don't know. So half in the dark and half in the know. Yeah, well... You can't really know that that other half, because half of five is two and a half. You can't really do half the game. All right, all right, all right. Let's just get started. How about that?
purdy music. Yes, very. I, I very want pretty. to pet the purdy music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's get on with the question. Okay. This release is arguably a port from which other system? Actually, you probably already know what this game is. What's the game, Wendy? That's uh, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 for Game Boy, right? Yes, 1 and 2 for the Game Boy Advance. Hilariously subtitled Blank of Blank, even though it's not for the <laughs> DS. Oh, I'm sorry, the subtitle is Dawn of Souls. Which is which coincidentally uses the same kind of DS yeah. thing. Yeah, they kind of wasted Way it. Way far in advance. Yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wasted a perfectly good Nintendo DS title. On, uh, well, they could still re-release this again. They've re-released it a plenty of times. The question is, uh, what is this arguably a port of? And the system. Which system? And now, one and two have been on a lot of different systems. And I'm going to go back to the start. Originally, they were kind of put into one Famicom uh, release, whatever. After they're both popular as a compilation, then they were released individually sometime later on Wonder Swan Color, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but, but first you had to like go back to like the original, original releases. Right, right. On like, so, like the first one came out in the U.S. and the second one didn't. Didn't? Yeah. yeah. So... Um, so then they were released in Japan on Wonder Song Color a long time later. And then from there it was kind of converted over to uh, the PlayStation. Um, with, I guess, slightly updated graphics, but it's still kind of dated. And uh, yeah. but really what was new about that was that they had a new soundtrack that was completely... Well, not new soundtrack, a completely rearranged soundtrack. Yeah, they, they redid, redid the soundtrack, they also did the, uh, the cuts. Yeah, too. yeah. And uh, so that was released in Japan in 2002, and then came... They were, like, released separately in Japan, but by the time they came to the U.S., they were on one disc as a compilation. And um, that was Final Fantasy Origins, I believe it was called. And so from there, only two years later, well, one year later, because it was released in 2003 in the U.S., one year later it's released on the Game Boy Advance in 2004, and it's more or less a conversion of this because it has the same 
rearrangement. I mean, obviously, since it's on the GBA, it doesn't sound quite as good, but it still it sounded pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. I, there's some late GBA games that I'm very impressed by. I mean, like Minish Cap, um, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, this game. There's some games that really have good music. I mean, it's really yeah. hard to tell it's a GBA game. It's a little tinny, that's about it. I mean, it sounds really good. Um, Man, you're making, you're making me pine for the GBA. It's gone too soon. I'm going to cry. Well, uh, if it makes you feel any better, uh, Final Fantasy IV, which was released on the Game Boy Advance, will be re-released on the Nintendo DS. So uh, maybe they can call that Donna Souls as well or something. I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I guess we shouldn't be too surprised that they wound up uh, announcing that uh, re-re-re-release. Um, <laughs> Re-re-re-re. I don't know how many... Re-re-re. I don't know how many times this Final Fantasy IV has been released. So uh, I'm sure there's someone yeah, out there who does. You can bet. You can bet. You can bet your mortgage that they'll release it a couple more yeah. times before it'll come like Virtual Console Three or whatever Nintendo has in like twenty years. <laughs> yeah, they're just waiting until like it's the last resort. Like oh, we haven't released it on this yet. Like they're not gonna release it like as a downloadable game until games are right. They don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so um, while we're on the topic of, of Square RPGs that are subtitled blank of blank. Um, Last week we used, uh, or last episode we used uh, Secret of Evermore, and uh, a reader yeah. wrote in uh, because I was totally oblivious to who Jeremy's soul was, and uh, he thought I was being sarcastic possibly, but I was not. I just, one, I'm terrible with names, and two, really don't know anything about PC games. But um, he's done a lot of work since then. M- maybe he took some time off, but he did Knights of the Old Republic, he's done Baldur's Gate oh, 1 yeah. and 2, Neverwinter Nights, Guild Wars... And Oblivion, those are just some of the games he's done that are uh, no. So he's definitely done a lot of work since then. So good for him. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't sure. So I uh, apologize uh, both to uh, Jeremy and to those who, who enjoy his work because I really didn't know. And uh, I could have played it off being sarcasm, but I'm just an honest guy. What can I say? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Final Fantasy one and two. Uh, dang. Uh, did we ever review that? I guess we did. Yeah, we reviewed yeah. up there on that. I, I still have not played a Final Fantasy game. It's kind of a running gag. And um, I've been told to hold out for Final Fantasy IV or possibly Final Fantasy VI on the DS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. What have I played? I've, I've played... I Actually, I've played, you know, three, now six. Uh, I, I haven't beaten it, though, but I know I've played enough of it to appreciate its greatness. Uh, seven... Uh, a little bit of eight, lots of nine, which actually is my is my favorite, my favorite modern one anyway. Uh, let's see, little bits of ten and ten two. Uh, I dabbled my feet a little bit in eleven, just because I was you fool! kind of on the MMO fence. Yeah, I know. I was like, well, because my thinking was if I was going to get into MMOs, I definitely didn't want to play WoW because everybody plays WoW. Yeah. Knows that I wanted to play. Uh, so I was looking at so it was either WoW or a. Uh, Final Fantasy XI. Either way, you're like killing and, little little rats to like earn experience points, right? Yeah, <laughs> and like it, like and I made up my mind if I was ever going to jump in, I was going to jump in okay. Final Fantasy XI. But thankfully, I did because you know, fifteen bucks a month that's that's yeah. that adds up, and I can get the same enjoyment. I mean, I and I appreciate the game. It would be nice if I could play it, but hey, just wait for thing. Animal Crossing online. You just know it. Oh, yeah, or, or maybe really. Pokemon done right online, but they'll never do that. They're too oh, lazy man. to do that. You know, if Nintendo made made Poke, like Pokemon Online the right yeah. way, 
I actually might go back to it. Because I stopped playing Pokemon at, like, geez, Gold and Silver, I think. Yeah, that's that's when I stopped. Um, that was a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, for stage one is to release a freaking voice uh, microphone. You know, voice microphone. A freaking microphone for the Wii. Uh, so that uh, you can command your Pokemon. That's stage one. Hitmonlee, yeah. go! Uh, do the whole Phoenix Wright thing. <laughs> Objection! Objection! <laughs> Pikachu, I object! Alright, uh, so uh, we've gotten kind of off topic. Off yeah, topic, so uh, yeah. Final Fantasy 1 2 <laughs> sounds really good. I, I don't know what kind of price you can get on it. Uh, two it's games, two games in one. one. If you, I, I don't know. Final Fantasy probably will not sell for too cheap used just because it has that name in it. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's a, it's good value. I'm sure the gameplay is a little dated being, you know, Final Fantasy 1 and 2. But, but hey, if you're into that kind of thing, it sounds pretty good. If you're looking for a good portable game, and, uh, yep. it's probably a good pick. Let's go on to the second game. Yes. song sounds like like the intro to Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> well, I, well, actually, if, if you know any better, it's actually a ripoff of a U2 song. Ah. Yes. But when, you, it, when we tell you the game, it'll make sense. So let's go to the next song.
That song wasn't at all upbeat. Of course it was. Wait. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Yeah, we should probably go on to a question, shouldn't we? Yeah, I've got it over here. I'll ask it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, In this game's two-player battle mode, how do you you send a missile, or a missile, over to the uh, opponent's side? Missile. game rated? Uh, uh, the uh, ES review rating? Yeah. I think it's E10 for lyrics and such. Really? Only, uh, I don't know. Only E10? Uh, it, it was probably saying stuff you thought, but it, they actually weren't saying that. Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> okay. Oh, Very good, check. then. No, actually, I'm listening to those songs. It kind of feels like we're on a... Uh, Brave uh, party? I don't know, like a uh, internet radio station that just trance. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm DJ Kazi with my partner, DJ TYP, spinning the hits 24 7. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in case you couldn't tell uh, from the music style, if you haven't played the game, and I haven't, I, I mean, I can easily tell it's a DDR game, even though I already knew. I would have guessed, oh, this is a DDR game. And so, which DDR? ADDR. ADD. ADDR. Atef- Attention Deficit Disorder Revolution. That's essentially what I played with Ty when I was over visiting him, right? <laughs> But, uh, no, w- w- which DDR game is this, Wendy? It's the uh, one and only for the Wii Hottest Party. Hot. Yeah, h- hence all the songs about partying and hotness. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least is isn't Blank of Blank. Um, hottest of Party. <laughs> maybe that's what the Japanese wanted to call it, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so what makes uh, this uh, Wii uh, DDR game uh, different from most uh, DDR games? Well, it's got the uh, nunchuck and Wii remote support in it, okay. so you can, as you're dancing, you have to kind of, you get special icons scrolling up the screen instead of arrows, mm-hmm. or like little hands or something, and uh, you have to like flick the remote or the nunchuck on the respective side when that happens as you're dancing. Okay. Uh, it doesn't work very well, to be honest, because like, like, 
when you are dancing on the mat, uh -huh. you know, if you step on the mat, that's like a definitive time. Yeah. It's really easy to do yeah. with the music. But, you know, the nunchuck, it's always different when it might register. Well, the, and how yeah, it registers. I mean, ge gesture controls are inherently bad for things that need to be really, really, really well timed. Yeah, and I mean, you can press buttons on, like, either, like the V trigger or the Z button on the uh, nunchuck on the yeah. remote to do it, but then the what's point. the point? It's not really fun. Do you have to do that, or can you turn that off, feature off? No, you can, you, you can oh, turn okay. it off. I imagine a lot of people yeah. did. <laughs> sure, a lot did. Um, okay, um, so this was released fairly early in his life, isn't it? Because I really didn't remember this until you brought it up. Um, I think it was... Oh, hold on a second. Let's see. I think it came out uh, early. 2007? Okay. Alright. Yeah, def definitely. It, yeah, it was first half of 2007, I think it was, so... Because I remember playing it at E3, and I think it had already been out. Hmm. Okay. Or it just came out recently after. So, like, first half. First half. Right. Yeah, it was, it was in the first year, definitely. That's cool. Uh, yeah, like... Can you, play, can you use the Mario... Uh, the Mario Mix Yeah, you just, it, Yeah, I think the uh, the Wii one also just straight into the uh, GameCube yeah. port. So it's basically... They just redid the graphics yeah. on the pad. Oh, that's smart. I mean, you've already invested in, yeah. like, that one pad for that one GameCube game. You get a little more life out of it. That's kind of... Nice. Yeah, I mean, like I've got my my DDR pad. Uh, it's a PlayStation pad, but I have like a USB adapter, mm -hmm. and uh, it, I don't know how long I've had it, but it's just a it's a really nice pad. I paid like a hundred bucks mm -hmm. for it, and uh, it's still going strong. I'm actually using it now. Uh, I still play DDR games. I don't have a Hottest Party, anymore, but I do have a, a couple on the PS2, and I also have a it's a there's a PC derivative yeah. called Stepania. Yeah. Yeah, the nice thing about that is that you can like plug in your own songs. There are these uh, tournament, like, tournaments that people have where they make the they get people to make their own music and then they make the steps. And there's some really really good you know stuff coming out of it. And uh, as a matter of fact, it's kind of funny. The recent uh, PS2 game, Supernova 2, they had like a, a contest where people could submit their own songs to go into yep, the game. They use that. And, and uh, yeah, <laughs> two artists, uh, Beat Drop, who's actually a favorite of mine, and Sanction Seven, I think his mm -hmm. name is. They previously contributed music to Stepmania. Okay. Stuff. I thought, I thought, are you going to so say like they, actually they, submitted it using officially through Stepmania was the official way of submitting? That would have been no, funny. No, Stepmania was its own right. separate thing, and then Konami made an official contest with them, and they were kind of already in the loop with how yeah. stuff worked, so they just submitted some of their songs, and they both got in and. So that was kind of cool. Okay. So uh, how do you uh, how do you hit those missiles back in battle mode? You step on them. What else are you gonna do? Well, <laughs> what if you're playing the Wii Wii Super Deluxe gesture version? Then you can just kind of wave at it with the remote. Oh, okay. So it's <laughs> like a game. What game is that? It's kind of like that. What's up? I don't Which know. One? I guess that's a I guess that's a fairly common thing to do in games where whatever you have to hit it and it'll go back off, go the other direction or whatever. Yeah, like palm yeah. or something. No, I mean something where, <laughs> where like you slash or something, and it before it gets to you, and then it'll, it won't, instead of hitting Baseball. you, it'll. All right, never mind. I I get what you're getting at. It's a common multiplayer yeah. thing. Anyways, that's uh that's a dance dance. Dance dance revolution. Deficit. Attention deficit disorder revolution. <laughs> ADHDR. All, all you need to do is. Focus on the screen for thirty seconds, and you win! Yay! No, you're, you're <laughs> describing Boogie, actually. 
<laughs> That's right. Oh, man, I forgot about that game. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
break the silence. What? Oh, oh sorry, I was, I, was, I was sleeping. Yeah, well, uh, what is the main hook that distinguishes this game from others like it?
All right, it's over. What game is it, Wendy? It, that would be Ikaruga. It is Ikaruga, requested by Ski Dragon. And uh, isn't this the game where there's like the option to like play it with your TV on its side, so that it's like vertically oriented? Yes, yes actually. And uh, coincidentally, uh, I recently got the uh, Xbox Live Arcade version of it. I didn't realize they uh, released it on Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, they did, yeah. and I hooked it up to my uh, my computer uh -huh. monitor, and I wrote my widescreen computer right. monitor, mind right. you, and I rotated that thing <laughs> 90 degrees vertically. Ooh, that was so cool! Wow, <laughs> just wow. So, t just playing it like you know, and I totally suck at it now because I've played it so long, and I've been like Star Soldier R and a bunch of other mm -hmm. shooters like in between. So it was like totally slow, and I totally you know totally forgot how to do the switching between the light and the dark, which is the hook, right. I assume. Right. And the answer to your trivia question. Yeah, Ikaruga is one of those games. Like, I like the concept, but I'm way too intimidated to actually play it. It's like it's a really complicated game. You need to be on the ball yeah. just to survive. I'm not good. I'm not good at simple shooters, so this game isn't for me. Like I watched like Ty play two minutes of it while he was like really going for like whatever high scores. He was just in, in the yeah. mode. I'm like, dude, I, I don't know how you can play this game. <laughs> He's you know avoiding all the bullets and shit. So it's like practice. Yeah. Seriously, I just I just can't get into it's, that. Mm. It's hardcore. Yeah. Have you have you seen that video? I think it's on YouTube. One guy, uh, because Ikaruga started in the arcades, right. obviously, and then it got ported to Dreamcast and the GameCube and then Xbox. But like in the arcade version, one guy was playing uh, two ships by himself. Ah. So like one hand on each joystick. Oh my god! And that was oh crazy. Oh god! Well, um, you have to have a special a special mind to be able to play that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really it's a beautiful game. Uh, it's a really unique concept. I don't think any other shooters really yeah. copying it. It's just its own thing. But it's not terribly uh, approachable for someone who's not familiar with with the genre. Yeah, it's it's tipped way yeah. towards the hardcore side of this game. But if and it's never going to happen. But if uh, they ever allow Dreamcast games on the Virtual Console, this will be the first game on the Virtual Console for Dreamcast, <laughs> based on uh, trends, right? Yeah, let me just plug in my uh, Wii hard drive. Oh yeah. Con. Although, to be grant, be fair, I doubt that game used up one gigabyte on the Dreamcast. No, I mean they crammed it into less than 150 yeah. megs for uh, Xbox. Yeah, so. so it's still way too much for Wii, though. So. <laughs> yeah. I know. But um. Oh well. Anyway, the uh, that that system is called the Polarity System. I, I don't know if you mentioned that or not. Um. Oh. So yeah, the switching colors so you can absorb certain bullets is called the polarity. So that's the official name of the uh, the feature. But, uh, yeah, Ikaruga. Uh, so it's that's, on that's Ikaruga. whatever. If you have an Xbox Live, I'm sorry. If you have, I assume it's a 360. So uh, if you have a 360, oh, yeah, um, yeah I mean, if that's your thing. But if it's your thing, you probably already own the game. Alright, so I'm heading into unknown territory here. I don't know what the next... Well, actually, I know one of them, because you haven't got to that one yet. Yeah. And then the other one, I don't know. So one of these two, it's a mystery.
Beep. Beep. wasn't a bad song, was it? Oh, I love 8-bit music. Ooh, it's so nice. Hey, more. Yes. more. 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 Wait for the question first, wait. Wait, that was just the first song, wasn't it? No, there was a song before that you don't remember that was kind of stupid. That was... Oh. Yeah. So. Okay. What is the hero of this game's personal vendetta against the villain? Oh, dear. I'm sure you haven't even played this game. I played but... this game. Oh, you did? Oh, good. You can talk about it then. What's the game? It's Batman. Yes, a pretty good game. Batman! Yes, a fairly good game based off of a movie based off of a comic character. So, uh, this was actually made by Sunsoft, and I think it was even published or distributed by Nintendo, if I, if I remember correctly. I um, don't think so. 
Well, I know Sons have developed it. Oh, maybe. yeah. But I don't think they've ever published anything. Do they publish things in the U.S.? Like, maybe they did. I mean, it's kind of your standard for action-y NES game. I'd liken it a little bit to Mega Man in terms of kind of control. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. Um, but uh, one thing that uh, Batman can do is he can wall jump, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, there's like a video on YouTube of someone playing through the entire game. So if you're, if you're interested in this game, you can definitely uh, look that up. But uh, is there anything in particular you remember about the game? Yeah, just the fact that the start and select buttons kind of got s- switched around from what you're normally used to. So select paused? Yeah, select pause the start switch weapons. And that took me nice. a really long time to wrap my head around. Nice. And that was like, like, quality like I can understand I can understand why they did that. Because it, it you can switch weapons and still keep your other thumb on the D pad at the same time. Because it starts on the right, selects on the left. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, now I understand that, but back then I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> are, they, are these guys retarded or something? So, start so- is pause. That's how it is. <laughs> So is the general consensus that the Batarang is the best item? Batarang, oh jeez. Um, yeah, definitely the Batarang. What else did What else did Batman have? He had a, I don't remember. Then he has some sort of electric shock whip or something. Like, jeez, it's been a really long time. I don't know. Everyone talks about the Batarang. But um, yeah, I mean it's kind of a short game. But then again, like most NES games like that were. It was short, but it was pretty. It was pretty challenging. It had some meat on its bones, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I think I've only, I only actually really got like to the last fight two or three times. Wow. And it only, I don't actually know. I don't even think I beat the game. Come to think of it, that last boss fight is pretty damn hard. Against the Joker. Against the Joker. And why does Batman have a personal vendetta against the Joker? According to the, uh, the old school series. Didn't Joker like do something bad, like kill his parents or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I, I guess that isn't true with the new. Batman yeah, movies. But, uh, that's not true with the new ones. Yeah. I guess that was the old ones. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, this was based on the old ones. This was 89, it was made for crying out loud. Batman Begins certainly did not exist then. So. Yeah, Batman! 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 I just, I, the old TV show with Adam West is one of my favorites. I haven't seen that in a long time. It's very campy. Yeah, I mean, it's really if, if you actually haven't seen, campy. if you actually have not seen it before, um, which is quite possible, I imagine that people have only seen like parodies of it. It is, it's probably worse than you think it really is. I mean, you probably think the parodies are going over the line and, and you know making it worse than it really was. No, it, it was like that. <laughs> it, you can probably find like you can probably find clips of it on YouTube. Uh, there's like I remember like the uh, Adam like Batman Adam West's Batman he's running down like toward the ocean with a giant bomb over his head <laughs> yes it's an actual that. bomb then there's like he punched the shark and it exploded <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was so bad it was good yeah <laughs> it's one of those things if you're old enough to appreciate that stuff you know <laughs> right and the question is whether they thought it was funny too or whether if they're t- actually taking it seriously. And I really can't tell. I can't tell. Um, no, I can't. I guess that, ma- that kind of makes it that much better, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, uh, let's go on to the next game.
more 8-bit for you. More, 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 more. Needs more 8-bit. You want more? Okay. question for you, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, you're ready for the question, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, surprisingly, this portable game is in which genre?
there we have it. Hmm. So many ideas. Let's, well, I kind of figured out early on that it was a game of a game, just because, you know, I know my 8-bit music, yep. and it had that little more bass to it, which I guess is kind of most Game Boy games that are a little, it's a little heavier than yeah. NES games, I guess no, you could say. Yeah, it a little richer, yeah. Yeah. So then I thought, okay, it sounded kind of like a RPG adventure kind of game, and then you said, well, then this is surprisingly a different genre, so that kind of threw me a curveball. So what do, you, what do you think the game is? Um, well, I have no idea, but with that kind of question, it would it'd probably have to be something totally like weird now, like a puzzle game or a racing game or something. <laughs> It is a real-time strategy game for the Game Boy Color. The only one that I'm aware of, called Warlock. It came out pretty late. Uh, it was, I think it was in 2000. And um, oh, yeah. IGN... I know IGN Pocket pretty yep. much hyped that up a lot. And Real-time strategy? Yeah, so it was kind of in the style of um, Warcraft. Not not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft. That's weird music for real-time strategy. Well, it was kind of, you know, old-time ogres and... And you know, mages and that kind of stuff. So, kind of makes sense to some extent. Well, yeah, but if it, the thing about real-time strategy games is that usually they're usually faster paced, so you think that the soundtrack would kind of match. Maybe that. it was a slow-paced real-time strategy. I don't know. It was on the freaking Game Boy Color. Um, and think yeah. about it. I mean, it would be hard on the Game Boy Advance to have. I mean, we're talking about real-time strategy, and we have A, B, start, select, and a D-pad to work with. What about the mouse attachment? I don't think there was a mouse attachment. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think you could... Where do I plug in my keyboard? Exactly. So, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it actually was a bit slower paced than most real-time strategies. I, I haven't played the game. So it's half-time strategy? No, it's done in real-time. It's just... It's the game pace... Slow. Game's pacing is slowed down to match your... The slow controls, probably. Because you're using okay. a D-pad. I mean. So it's a fight against turtles. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't, snails. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but it seems like it, it was pretty featureish. I don't know how good, as far as a real-time strategy, it was, but I mean, you, you could select uh, groups and define them using A and B with select, I think. And um, <clears throat> I mean, it was mission-based, but you could also play against friends. You could do one-on-one. So I mean, it, it was pretty feature-rich. I mean, had everything you would expect from a real-time strategy game. And it fits in your pocket. And it fits in your pocket. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know the quality of it. I remember, it, for some reason, it was the big deal for a while when, when Nintendo fans were were desperate to get hyped up on anything. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of weird stuff for Game Boy Color. I mean, I know we featured Game Boy Color games quite frequently on this show. And uh, for only being alive for, like, what, like two years before it was outdated? Two or three years? I mean, it I'm had a... bad, actually. What? Did it come out in, what, 98? Well, Something like that? 99, or I think it was, actually. Really? Pretty late in 99. I don't know, like, the GBA came out in 2001, so... Because, because I remember, yeah, I mean, I remember, like, you know, waiting a couple weeks, and then I finally broke down and got a Game Boy, because, like, finally it's in color, and then all of a sudden, you know, not too long after, I yeah. even that's, like, at that Space World later that year, Game Boy Advance! I'm like, oh, like, come Bim, on. giving you the finger! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Haven't I given you enough of my money? <laughs> no. Haven't you learned that yet? <laughs> well, now you know better. I'm not. I'm never gonna learn. Yeah. But uh, Warlock is. Uh, yeah, I don't know of any other RP, real-time strategies on, on the Game Boy or Game Boy Color. Were there even any on the GBA? 
I imagine they're... Strategy? Yeah, like real-time strategy. Jeez, I don't know. I don't think so. Certainly they're... That's, that, that's a really, really hard genre to pull off. Yeah. I'm like, on both, you know, on just a regular controller. Yeah, I mean, the DS... With like, DS four or five buttons, plus the small screen. Yeah, I mean, the DS... Yeah, I mean, the DS definitely could pull it off, and... Have, have there been any I think really so. good I th RTS on DS? Yeah, there have been, I think there have been some. Because that's like the genre we were like, oh sweet, finally, RTS yeah. uh, handle is going to work, and then there really haven't been any games. Because <laughs> the genre is pretty much dead. Um, I mean, it's not like there were a lot of real-time strategy games coming out in 2000 when Warlock came out. It was kind of an homage itself to to like years gone by. So Yeah, and like it's probably, and RTS has kind of been around like Command & Conquer, and uh, let's see, they had that Lord of the Rings game, I think. Xbox. Was that real-time strategy, or there was one that was a real-time strategy? Like the or? Lord of the Rings one on 360, I think they were talking about, that okay. was real-time strategy. And, uh, of course, when the Halo RTS comes out, that's going to be huge, even though it probably yeah. shouldn't be. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. It's like it's kind of the same thing as like the, the Solid Snake-based uh, like card-based game or something. I don't, why? <laughs> why? Well, I, for at least for, uh, for Metal Gear Acid, which is the card-based yeah. Metal Gear Solid game, there was kind of a reason they did that. Is that that they needed an MGS game on the PSP, uh -huh. and they haven't figured out how to make it work with the less buttons and the single stick and everything. Ah. And so that's kind of what came out of it. So by your logic, and, uh, Nintendo should have just thrown another Mario Party on on Nintendo DS and called it a day. Then they eventually do they, that. Anyway. They eventually did. They didn't call it a day. At least. They, well, I mean, Sony was obviously in a di different situation with the PSP. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo could have. You know, released crap on the DS, people would have bought it. Oh, wait, like they, they did. did. <laughs> yeah, and like when they eventually came with Portable Off, which is like the real Metal Gear Solid PSP, yeah. that was pretty good, but the controls were still kind of mm. clunky and took, you, know, you really needed to, you needed to steer yeah. the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I always thought that a Metal Gear Solid kind of snake handled a little bit like a, like a tank, in my opinion. Yeah, especially when I was playing through, uh, like, I remember playing through uh, the original on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah. And he controlled kind of all right, but I didn't really get, realize what it felt like until I was playing through Twin Snakes, mm -hmm. you know, the game right. game. And especially how he kind of leaned when he turned. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm like driving a car, I'm not controlling this sneaky guy. Right, it, it, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like playing Resident Evil. I mean, it, maybe not that bad. It's like Resident Evil, well, Resident Evil 4, not really the other Resident Evil games. Yeah. The other Resident Evil games were like bumper cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so we've gotten off topic, but uh, I don't really know what else to say about Warlock. So. It's a game. It's a game. Play. Made by Bit Studios. I think Nintendo may have played a hand in distributing it. Well, I'm just looking things up really quick. Uh, game rankings out of, uh, what is this, eight reviews goes uh, 86%. So that's yeah. pretty good. Once again, it was kind of hyped, so that could have influenced things too. IGN gave it a nine, and GameSpot gave it a six point six. Hmm. Oh, there you go. Well, I told you IGN Pocket was the one that was hyping it up. So. Anyway, uh, this episode is over. Over, just like. Um, Should I be cheering or crying? I don't know. It depends on whether you like the Ikaruga music or not. Because that went on. For, oh, I love Because that went on for a while, so. I like the uh, the intro, like the first level music, mostly because that's really the only one I've heard in a long time, just because I can't get to the <laughs> second level. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I remember the first time I hit level 5, I was like, sweet! And I died, like, right away. I could have predicted that. It's a new level, you don't know anything about it. It's a hard 
shooter. That's a hard ass boss too. But it's so it's so rewarding when you when you beat it. Good. 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 That's it. Bye everybody. Final Fantasy 1 and 2 Dawn of Souls is copyright 2004 Square Enix. Dance Dance Revolution Hottest Party is copyright 2007 Konami. Ikaruga is copyright 2002-2003 Treasure. Batman is copyright 1989 Sunsoft. Warlock is copyright 2000 Nintendo Bit Studios.